are now listening to Real Talk with Mr. Q, the War Machine. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Real Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Q, the War Machine. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me in the war room today and listen to the podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing the videos and everything. Give a shout out to everyone on the platform from Spotify to Apple, iPod, Google Play, all that stuff there, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Thank you so much for sharing the videos and, and the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, I know I haven't been on for a couple of days, had to take care of some things, but, you know, I try to come on when it's something relevant as much as possible that gives you something to think about. And this podcast here is going to make you think and make you go, hmm, yeah. So I came across this story yesterday uh, about Candace Owen, and you, if you not follow this podcast, that I really don't give a good rat's ass about Candace Owen because, you know, you, to see a, a, an attractive sister, and I'm not going to sit up and say Candace is not attractive. She is, but to see her be the attack doll and the poster child of white supremacy in blackface, her and other people, really just gets gets to me. And it just really just, uh, just... You just, uh, you just want to just, just, uh, that's all you want to just do. I can't find the words. But, you know, you ever been listening to her? She always go, always go to CPAC or all these other conservative spots and pander to these white folks say that she never experienced racism. She never experienced racism. And the, the vast majority of the black people need to get over racism. It's not here. This is not a racial country. This is a God-fearing country. And God love is. And Trump is trying to do it. You, you heard all that crap from her. Well, there was an article that came out in a, uh, this thing called the New York, the News Time. And basically, he found out that Candace was lying. And he said, oh, really? Yep, she was lying. For, for years, she'd been saying, oh, I never experienced racism. I never, that never happened to me. I, I, wherever I go, I'm always welcome. Yada, 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 yada. Well, let me, let me read this right here. Well, according to, okay... Owens talked about black people, yada, yada. You heard about that. Let me go here. I'm trying. Okay. Here it is. According to News Time, February 2007, at least five teens left threatening messages to Candace Owens repeatedly using racial epithets during the conversation. In another message, a teen considered to threaten to burn down Candace's home and tar her with feathers. One of the teens was a Stanford, Connecticut mayor's son. Uh, the mayor was named Dan, Daniel Marley, and his son was named Sam, who was 14 at the time when the call was made. But Sam was not the in instigator, but he was one of the people that had made the call. 
Instead, it was an 18-year-old named Irvin Kempick, a former friend and classmate of Owens. Two days before she re received these messages, Owens and Kempick had got into a screaming match during class. Officials said they was uh, that Kempick was suspended, and that was it. But another incident happened off campus where he's where he where he was not punished or arrested for. They didn't go into details about what happened, but something bad. And because of the phone calls, Owens was let to stay home from school for six weeks because she was traumatized and she couldn't attend school. Once Kippett was out a lawsuit claiming that the school district and their decision, the land, the punishment did not protect her for her, her safety. Arguing that the federal school Title IX bans discrimination in school and, re and she received and, and receiving federal funds. Owens eventually was awarded $37,500 from the Board of Education. Now, this, that's how much she was uh, awarded for. Now, the screaming match, probably her and this dude was involved with, with one another. But that's, that's my best conclusion about that. Her and this dude was probably involved. She probably had a, fit, a thing for him. Something went down, bing a bing bong. That's how it went. And that's how that shoot, that screaming match came to be. Now, the, the, the threatening phone calls. Now, mm, that right there, I don't know. Now, but if you listen to what she says, she never experienced any racial nothing. Nothing came against her. Then why did she use the federal Title IX to file a lawsuit against the city? She eventually won against the school board. But what happened? I thought you said you didn't experience any racism. Every time you see her, she get on there, she get around people. The first thing she'll sit up here and say, this, that, that. I never experienced that. I, I really do believe the chick has a, uh, a case of Stockholm Syndrome, like all the rest of them. They got a, a very bad case of it. Very bad case of it. Because if it wasn't that, then why would you go and file a, a lawsuit against something? Why would, you, why would that ever come out your mouth? Sit up there and say, I never did, but you court records. Clearly state like, hey, you, you experienced racism. The dude was calling you all kind of niggas, niggas on that phone. That's what he probably was calling you, nigga, bitch. All that stuff, all that the derogatory stuff, and still, he ended up marrying a dude who was uh, a member of of conservative white, who's allegedly I don't know this dude, but it's been taught that he has racial tendencies. Now, ain't this about a blip? Like I said, that's, that's classic Stockholm Syndrome. You just an abusive person. You, you, you an abused slave. That's all. That's all. Somebody, you know, somebody need to put an arm around his chick. She's an abused slave. That's all. Gotta be. For you to sit up here and you publicly get on here and pander to this nonsense. But you know what? She's not the only Sambo out there that's doing it. There's a lot of Sambos that's pandering every day every day and 
I'm be quite frankly, if you heard that last podcast when I'm saying I was sick and tired, yeah, I'm sick and tired of this stuff because you know we are now in not when I say we, not me, but collectively we are seen together. So I have to say we collectively we are in this state now of pandering and pandering works. No one wants to sit up here. And say anything bad about the good, clean white folks. White folks are good. And to a point, you kind of look at it that way. A lot of things in my, my life, personally, that I'm not going to get into the in-depth into. But I could tell you that sometimes I sit there and I wonder and I ask God, I say, you know, God, you must really do love these people. Because, you know, as much as hardworking that I am, as much as time and energy I put into certain things, prayer it is, it's just like you don't change your will against in my favor it's like you turn up the heat and I know I'm not the only one I know some people are feeling the same way like, I understand and now you have these fools running around pandering and it, it's big business to pander and pivot to sit up here and say that racism, racism didn't happen from Ben Carson saying that we came over here as, as immigrants. Basically, we just checked up, at the, showed up at the slave ship with our passport, said, yo, take me to the new world. Till Larry Elder, till I forgot that other dude, Diamond. And, you, you have all these people pandering, pandering for the purse, but not just on the conservative side, people. You got pandas on on the with who, which you can saw uh, consider liberal side too, who do the same nonsense, and it's just you know it's just tiring sometimes. You like damn. So you you got some liberal sambos too, that's always want to play the victim role. So I'm not, like I said I'm not just gonna bash up on Candace. I just want to let y'all know that that the trick is a liar. She lied, and she getting paid for her lies. And that's where we are right now. That line is line is big business. Line is big business. I got another story that I want to talk about, but I'm, I want to let you know that line is big business. And and Candace Sambo and all the rest of them, they've been pandering and pivoting, and they don't mind. They don't mind because they getting a check every two weeks or whatever, how many times they get paid, or how many speech and speak engagements, and how many book deal signings, whoever it is, or whoever the hell want to book them on whatever podcast, they get paid for that, just to lie. But people like myself who try to, as much as possible, give you the truth and say, hey, go look it up. Don't get paid worth nothing. Can't get 50 cent out of too many people. That's bad. <laughs> got to laugh at it, but you got to laugh and cry at it because it, if you don't, it, it, it just, it, you know, it's just there. But I came across another story. And I was going to do another podcast. But I'm just going to throw this on right on in there too. Um, it was this chick. And uh, the Trump administration. Who is applying for. The head of the. FDA. Um, not the FDA. But um, what is that damn. US aid. Right, right now she's currently serving as a a deputy assistant attorney. Uh, not damn, 
I'm off today, people. So bear with me. That damn cold brr, uh, got me. She's serving as a deputy assistant secretary for conflict resolution in the State Department. And um, the chick set up there basically just lied on the resume. I know people say, hey, everybody done that. But yeah, but this chick, whoo, she really embellished. She even, she even went so bad, people, she got a fake Time magazine cover and added to her thing, man. This chick was, she was creative. I'm <laughs> for real. I tell you no lie. But this is the nonsense that a lot of people like myself who get up every day, like they, they old saying, you put on your pants one leg at a time, you do what you need to do, go out here, you tolerate a lot of bull, and what do you get out of it? Nothing. And you pick up, you know, a smartphone or whatever device or see something on the ticker tape on the news, or you hear something about somebody who uh, basically get favoritism because they knew somebody. They don't know shit. They knew of that person, but they don't know how to do whatever the position. Um, that remind me of another show that I had did when I was telling you about, I think it was Nepotism Part 2, and I was telling you about my son, about is it fair to hire someone or do something for someone do just because of a like. And if the person can't do the job, should he or she be hired for it and my son said no he understood that concept I've been taught that I know you've been taught that but every day and for the last couple of years and more so just rapid rapidly you hear a lot of people just coming out with you know stories about damn mother didn't go to this school folks have made up schools they made up transcripts and you be like, how in the hell did you get that far? You got you know the recent uh, admission scandal with folks in the paying big bucks to send their idiotic kids to school who don't know nothing. Whereas people who need to go to school, they can't even you know pay one year you know one class, not even not even one semester, one class. They can't pay the one class or the books for it. And so you, you see the unbalanced and the really is unjust type thing. You hear people sit up here, like I said, at the top of this show, uh, Candace Sambo lying, telling the narrative that there's no racism in this nation. You got movies and other things, other propaganda, waging a war on the psyche of the black people, the community, to basically tell us that, what we've been told or said or whatever, that's not true. This is what you're seeing is truth. We're not racist. You know, come on now, people. And a lot of us are willing to sign up and go down to Food Studio and, you know, audition for whatever part it takes to get paid. And like I said, it doesn't matter if it's conservative, liberal. It's just... You just see the, the the hypocrisy, and there's a lot of it floating around. And, and, but the one thing about it, you see, even though it's hypocrisy, people getting paid for it. You notice that people getting paid for being being hypocrites. 
I never thought that I would see that because, you know, growing up, people was hypocrite. You know, they got ousted. Nobody didn't want to be bothered with them. They, they rolled off into the sunset of, of nothing and never to be seen again. Now you got folks up here, hypocrisy, lying, straight up and down, 24, 7, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, 366 if it's a leap year. They don't care. They're just up morning, noon, and night, midnight, mid-morning. It doesn't matter. Spilling nonsense. And getting paid for it. Getting what most people who work for, who really, really work, who know what hard work is, the good life. Without even working. Just say, hey man, just as long as you're going to go out there and you lie and cover for us, eh, we'll give you this bag of money. Okay, I'll go out there. And they'll do it. And have no shame in their game. None whatsoever. Knowing that whatever they're saying is scripted, is a lie. Or you hear people say, you know, how most actors sit up here and they tell you how they have to absorb themselves into the character. A lot of people think they're in a character. I don't really believe it. I just say it. And really what they're saying is true. They don't believe what they're saying. They're just saying it just to get paid. They're just acting. But to you and I, it looks real. Hmm. Funny, ain't it? To a point it is, to a point it isn't. So, I know I had to bring that uh, story to you. I'll leave the link in the description box of the podcast. And it will be a visual. And it may be a, it'll be a couple of pictures in the visual of Candace Owen. And you see what she, what she really about. Like I said, again, you know, it's sad. It's sad to see sisters out here. Fine, sisters, folks out here just doing stuff. But you know what? I guess that money is more powerful than anything. It is. It got to. For you to sit here and lie. You know, it used to be shame if someone lied. Like, you know, a heavy burden would be upon a person. Now, actually, like I said, you get paid to lie, man. I mean, did you believe? No, man. I just got paid. Shit, how much you get paid? A lot. And I'm going to say it again tomorrow. And that's basically the attitude. Two stories. I know they on two different spectrums, but it's still the same. Both liars. You have a chick up here, and you have a president up here promoting that he only he only I only get the the most qualified people for my administration. Half of these folks here, you really look dig deep in that. And this is the funny part about it that when mugs who don't like you that much really gonna go at you and they put the information out that you really didn't think gonna be there. And then you go for these jobs, and then man, you get busted. That's embarrassing. But they don't. It don't uh, stop them. It don't stop them. They'll go to Fox somewhere and get a commentary job, or go speak at some some school, or get even get a damn professorship out of it. Even though they don't have the credit, college credits, to be a professor, some of these idiots will get picked up by conservative schools and some liberals because like I said again there's enough to go around it's, it's got some folks out here who liberal who um, exaggerated and blew up their resume and certain things just to get their foot in and they have gotten a pass because what they've done is considered ingenuity when basically what in reality is a lie but 
most people is ingenuity. And that goes to that old saying, birds of a feather. That means if, if no one else is complaining about it, you're among birds of a feather. I remember my mom was telling me about that once. She said, now you understand. So a lot of people who ain't really be outraged, they're just outraged. No, they're not outraged. They're down with it because they did the same thing or something similar to get to the spot they are at right now. So, <laughs> whew, people, serious, I'm telling you. Sambos out here, and a lot of them, there's a lot of them. I mean, you really sit back and hear some of these people, man, you be like, do you you be like, do you really hear what you're saying? But a lot of them do. And they and they have to believe it because they got to know that this system is set up well, for white people. And they know it like that to a point. And they are willing to go out here and say themselves for it. And they'll tell themselves that, again, this is, I don't believe it, but it's just a job. It's just a gig. Not knowing that you're basically promoting propaganda and misleading the masses with what your message is because you're regurgitating what was written written for you or pre-approved for you to read and say. You mislead a lot of people who don't go beyond the surface. So they just believe, well, hell, she said there's no racism, then there's no racism at all. A racist is going to say that because, hell, they don't want to face the fact that they are racist. Just, that, you know what? It's just like a fat person sitting here and telling themselves they're skinny. You ever heard, You ever have a couple, of, a couple of fat friends, you sit there and tell you, I'm just big boned. I can lose the weight. <laughs> and, the, you know, you say, well, okay, prove it. And they couldn't even stick 30 days to a damn workout. Back to doing the same thing. That's the same kind of concept of as a racist or a person who believe in there is no racism. They know it's to be true. They can't They uh, keep pretending. But they do a good job now because they piggyback off. That's why they, you need multiple sandbows to carry the water. You can't have one. You got to have several sandbows step up to say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's going on. You got to have several people to cover the lie. Because, you know, that's the only way that a, bigger, a big lie can survive. And that you got to have multiple liars to carry that lie. That's the only way that lie will continue to live. But eventually it dies because just like the uh, jumping from one point to the next, that lie had to keep jumping from one point to the next because that band with or that network of liars will, will soon start deteriorating. So that's why they had to get getting new sambos or new people to step up to keep that lie fresh. Because, But see, you see, the truth don't ever have to waver. But the lie always die out. That's why you see, you might see Candace this time, Larry Elder next, uh, whatever that other dude, I forgot that fool from Jamaica, uh, a couple other clowns, Diamond and Silk. You will see a lot of them. And then, and then they're recruiting other people, other unknown black people how, who I don't even know coming up saying the same thing to keep the lie going. Because if they let the lie fail, they'll fail. You know? So, but that's all I had to say about that. You know, that's just my take on it. I know I'm not the only person that probably feel that way about Candace Owens. There's a, a probably a long line around 
the Washington Monument ready to, you, know, you remember that scene out of airplane where everybody wanted to beat that chick and they lined up, probably is a line like that for her, who knows, but it's not going to stop people until you and I stop it, until us, you know, get ourselves together, whatever, and say, hey, enough is enough, I mean, really enough is enough, because if not, you're going to hear this stuff, I mean, this was a story that was sent out around about 11, I caught this story about 11.55, going into a new day. They was going, they was going to side right into sunset. But I always look up for stories that I can talk about, something I can bring to the audience, bring it to you for you to really think about. Think about that. Think about the next time you sit up here and you, you pander to white people, but you don't forgive your own brother and sister. You think about all the all the time you don't let black people walk out your door with a chip on their shoulder for less than whatever it is, but you forgive a white person quicker, and they must sit up here and they spit in your face, and they'll sit up and call you the N-word, they'll sit up here and do all this foolishness, but you won't turn your back on them, you won't take your money and spend it with your own people. You know, it's just a lot of foolishness. And I'm, I'm kind of glad this story came out because... I knew something wasn't right about this chick. I, I, I just couldn't put my finger on it. Something's not right. With, but eventually it came out. I mean, hey, I say it again. If you didn't experience any racism, why did you file the lawsuit under Title IX? You should have let it go. You know, you should be like everybody else. You should have forgave Irving. You, you should have you forgave that dude. should have went up there and said, man, I'm sorry for you, white Mike daddy. I ain't, I know we shouted at school, but, you know, I know you said some nasty things to me, but I want to hug you if I can go back to school and we can pick up where we left off. And when that sh ain't that the, the thing that everyone else is telling us, other black normal people who ain't got any notoriety? <laughs> hey, when you when your enemy do something to you, you just hug him. Just give him a hug and just pray for him, right? You should have did the same thing. should pray for that dude. The dude said he's going to burn your house down and tar and feather you. You should have got the feathers and tar and said, baby, I'll tar and feather you myself just to let you know how much I care for you and the, this good community that allowed me and my family in it. And you really will be truthful. You, your words, what comes out your mouth that you never experienced anything would be true because we wouldn't know nothing about this. But... It came to light. Lastly, as I said about the chick who <laughs> who exaggerated on her, what you call it, I'm telling you, I'm telling you people, this is what really gets under my skin a lot. And I know I'm not talking to myself. I know I'm talking to a lot of brothers and sisters out there who are just fed up with this nonsense of, you You know, you, not even from the government, but on a regular job, you hear, you see people all the time getting over. Folks don't know squat. And I said it many times on this podcast how folks are just don't even know the system itself. But just because they knew a person, just like this chick, this chick knew a person to to current Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. That's how she got that job. That's how she got the job. She knew a close friend who knew Mike Pompeo. And she had no ties to the administration until 
she met this used this dude who in her things you know whatever her little setting got the job but you know it reminds me of this time when i was in maryland and um they had this thing about how to get federal jobs right and um this dude sat here and said it ain't it ain't what you know it's who you know i'm gonna say it again it's not what you know it's who you know and that is true to a point in the other days a lot of people like myself i know a lot of things not know how to do things but i don't know a lot of people and the reason i was brought up that way because again what you know should be able to allow you to be free because people change friendships change loyalties change and in order to keep that going you got to kiss somebody's ass or be somebody's doormat or some running errand boy or girl in some cases to continue that access knowing that whatever coming out of their mouth is garbage but you got to sit there and say you're right got to be a yes man yes woman so knowing things kind of supposed to shield you from it and to a point it does but when you have a whole group of people now in higher levels who don't know nothing didn't don't know how to get their hands there a lot of these folks lied to get these jobs as we have mentioned here on this podcast and many other stories that you did hear about constant lie to get certain things it's really is one is it's amazing how things no food is somewhere in some nuclear silo haven't hit the button and just blowed us all to hell because there's a lot of people who run into the national defense of this country who's are idiots. I mean, really, they are. A lot of them has falsified and, and claimed. I mean, oh, that's another thing. I'm going to end with this. This chick even sit here and said she was a graduate for the from the U.S. military college. You know how hard to get in that damn school? You got to damn near get a, you know, <laughs> a letter of recommendation from a congressman or person to get into that damn school. But she said... Because she went in some, some seminar that I graduated from that. <laughs> My God. But these are the people who who's running the country making decisions. My, 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 my. Woo. People. Well, again, that's another show in the history books. Again, I want to thank you for coming in the war room. Taking your time out listening to me. And my commentary and uh, also uh, looking at the visuals and stuff on, on YouTube and Black Junction and Twitter and all that stuff. People, thank you so much for doing that. Thank you, for, even the haters. Thank you for people going to come in here and disagree with this podcast. And a lot of folks, a lot of Candace Owens supporters that might ride up in here trolling and saying, well, you know, that's not right. That's not, you know, hey, it is what it is. You know it. I know it. I'm not, you know, that's your hustle. That's your stick. That's what you're doing. But now you, the lie has been exposed. But it ain't going to stop anything because, hey, person will write another book like, <laughs> uh, I guarantee you, turn on Fox and Friends most every morning, some ass on there and wrote a damn book about garbage, regurgitated crap, some other tired, dumbass history or something, or something special that was added in there that we didn't know about, duh, which really wasn't. She seemed to be no different. She'd be on there probably having a damn book herself. Telling her about her plight. Oh, this or that happened to me. Or that, you know, we and that person made up. 
Anyway, I'm out, people. This was the War Machine. Real talk with Mr. Q. Don't forget to join us next time.